to the Thrive Podcast. I'm Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll share all we've learned about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. I'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Well, here we are, people. It's a new week. And for those of us in Australia, it's a new financial year. For those of us not in Australia who operate on a different financial year, it just happens to be the back six months of 2019. Canada Day was a few days ago. July 4 is coming up. So much goodness happening. And we are on the cusp, the verge. We're having our first four florist workshops this Sunday, Monday, and I'm so excited I may actually pee myself. (laughs) So that's just handy dandy, don't you think? And we are also have a few super exciting, massive things working on the background that I can't talk about, but it is certainly causing a lot of distraction for me, which is fine, because it is what it is, right people? But one thing I was thinking about, well, there's many things I'm thinking about. So many good things. I'm getting so many beautiful messages from you guys on Instagram, just sharing how useful all of this stuff is. And I'm just so glad because we are on the verge coming up to our five-year anniversary, five-year anniversary of Little Bird Bloom Flowers. And it feels like it's been longer than five years. does feel like it's probably taken five or ten years off of my longevity of my own life, which is okay. But I also realized we have learned so much, like so much in the five years of doing this crazy flower thing. And we passed the end of May, four years of owning the flower shop and coming up to five years owning the bigger little bird bloom flower empire and it's been an incredible journey like just absolutely astounding and one thing I am not very good at is taking time to sit down and reflect on all the things that we've learned and achieved but when asked to put together a bit of a how-to guide or an operations manual of running a flower business and you realize it goes on for 40 pages. (laughs) It's astounding. It is really, like, momentous. So I will encourage you guys, absolutely, and maybe we can make a thing out of this every quarter. You know, the first day, the first of the month of the new quarter, we can share our learnings or our great successes or our achievements or what we're striving to accomplish I don't know we'll think about it a little bit but I'd love to hear from you guys if that's something that we want to be doing because I do think a we don't ever collectively as a we take enough time to stop and celebrate what we have achieved and I think when you're ambitious and you're constantly pushing for more you have completely lose sight of where you've been and what you achieved and how far you've traveled and the fact that you had no idea whether you can wire delphinium or not wire delphinium, how do you hang that thing from that ceiling? How do you create that installation? How do you make that style of bouquet? How do you even ribbon a bouquet? How do you do this? How do you do that? That 
you learn these things and then you just start to take it for granted. And it's not until somebody from the outside asks you to literally document everything that you know. And it's crazy. It is insane. Insane. And that also leads me to another tangent. One of my favorite people in this little business bubble that we have is our accountant. And he is a very intelligent man and always seems to come along and say the right thing at just the right time in a bit of a business advisory way. And one thing I love about him, I love so many things about him, but one thing I love about him is that he accepts us for who we are. He accepts my craziness. He accepts our silly questions. He accepts our ambition and he appreciates that we appreciate him. So that's all good. So find yourself an accountant, wherever you are in the world, that can do the same thing for you. Because I think it will change your business. Because having somebody that you need to, in quotes, report back to from a financial point of view and who is willing in the most supportive and gentle way questions of your decisions (laughs) is so helpful. Because he just, he simplifies things so much. But one thing he said because he put himself through university by working at McDonald's. And McDonald's is a business that is built on process and procedure and operations. And he said they used to have a book and a manual for every situation. And he's like, absolutely, it can be overkill. But knowing somebody had gone through the effort of writing down every single process and procedure... A, made that process and procedure valuable, but B, if something happened, then somebody else knew that they could just jump in and they knew exactly how something needed to move forward. And a thing that I have been sorting through in my brain recently is this whole idea of being a complete control freak, thinking I have to do everything myself and not wanting to let go, when in actual fact, I know if I want to grow this business into the size of business that I would like to manage and the things I want to accomplish and the things that I want to do that I do need to let go of some things. And to do that, the best way I can start to do that is to actually document some of the process and procedures around things and why do we do this and we don't do that. And even the other day, you may have seen on Instagram, we were documenting our thoughts around why we don't do flat lay foliage. And I was astounded, gobsmacked, very much taken aback about the feedback that I got from you guys on Instagrams and in terms of how many people face the same dilemma. How many brides are inquiring saying, oh, I just want to do this flat lay foliage and how much we all want to poke our eyeballs out because of it and how we manage that situation with our clients and go back and solve the problem for them in a way that aligns with our vision and with their budget requirements and their emotional expectations. All of the things. So, if you have the patience, and I will tell you, I am the the most, capital T, capital M, the most impatient person who probably walks on this planet other than my father. So obviously that's a genetic trait. But I'm an incredibly impatient person, but I cannot now look back and see the value of having documented many of the things that we have documented. Because if you can take the things that are in your head and put them down on paper, 
virtually in a Google Doc and share that with somebody and share that load with somebody and get somebody to help you manage some of these processes and procedures and you can document your expectations and your whys and give that person all the tools to get the job done, then you can focus your energy on the things that matter even more. And talking in circles, I got to thinking, because we're coming up to our five-year anniversary, it got me thinking, if I could do it all over again, if I could do this flower business, build it from scratch, go from zero to six-figure, what would I do and how would I go about doing this? I would do things quite differently. There are a lot of things I would do exactly the same. A lot of things I'm very grateful that we did the way that we did. But I also know that our path isn't normal. It is not normal, which is a whole other conversation we can have, but it's not normal. It is quite unusual for somebody who has not finished any floral certification or not quite done their floral certification and has very little experience in the industry to go out and decide to buy a flower shop. That is not usual. That is not common. But it has taught us so much, and I am so incredibly grateful that we are those type of people that go big or go home. I also know we are not usual because we think it's fun to pack up your house, sell your apartment, and move to a country that you've never been to before. (laughs) So that's cool. But you know, each to their own. And I thought it would be worthwhile to talk you through my thoughts, my hindsight, my ideas on how I would do it all over again if I was given the opportunity to. And the first thing I want to say is this whole idea of thinking you can start a flower business and not necessarily have to invest any money into it. And if you equate yourself to like Silicon Valley and even, I don't know, the Facebooks and the Ubers and the Instagrams and the Instacarts and the Uber Eats and the, you know, you name it, you name it technology company, you name it new business, everybody needs what's referred to as capital to start with. And that capital most often is either people hours and or real dollars. And I think I made, and I'm grateful that I was this naive when we started, that I thought, oh, well, we'll just build a website and people will come find us. When in actual fact, you do need to put a lot of intention and thought and intelligence around your plan. And the first thing I figured out is that I would allocate $10,000. $10,000 to spend over the course of the first 12 months to get this business up and running. And a lot of what I'm gonna say will depend quite significantly on the type of work that you want to be doing because there are so many different facets to floristry, right? It's not like you can just own a flower shop or you could just do weddings or you could just do funerals, you could just do corporates, you could just do events, you could just do christenings and birthday parties and ceiling installations and funerals. There are so many different areas of this business that you can be involved in you could decide that you want to grow flowers and then you want to offer flowers to other florists you can decide to put workshops on you can decide to put some sort of education together so many different ways to go about it 
But one thing I will say that from a money point of view, I reckon it takes about $10,000 and that's spent over the course of 12 months, but $10,000 to set the foundation for a viable flower business. And I will talk you through how I break down that $10,000. But the first thing I want to say is that you need the $10,000. And this whole idea of saving up money and giving yourself what is referred to as a little bit of a runway. So flower businesses are not overnight money makers. They are businesses driven out of passion and creativity and need and desire and inspiration. And it's a definite slow and steady wins the race. It's not that you're going to be able to launch your website today and then come the 1st of August, you're going to be making $6,000 a month. I'm sure it's possible, but I think it would take a lot of capital to make that happen. So the whole idea of if you have $10,000 saved today, you need to be working in some capacity to still make yourself a wage to live off of. And I would say it's somewhere between 6, 12, 18 months, totally dependent upon the type of business you want to run, where you live, how big your customer base is, all the things, like so many different variables. But my first point is that it takes money to get a flower business off the ground. And I think there's this whole collection of people who don't necessarily realize that it does actually take money to build a business. And they think, oh, I'll just go off and start playing with flowers and post a few things to Instagram and it'll all happen organically. And I'm sure that it's fine. I'm sure that it does that, but it's going to be a very slow and organic growth, which is not a bad thing either. However, taking yourself seriously and setting yourself up for a very real business, I would say if I would do it all over again, I would give myself $10,000 from the day that I want to start this endeavor. I would also plan to keep my day job for at least 12 months, if not a little bit longer, possibly a little bit shorter, or if you have a whole pile of money saved up, then quit your day job and manage your money wisely and go for it. Go for gold. So that $10,000, how does this break down. The first thing that I would do, because I think the learning curve here is quite steep, but the first thing I would do is go out and register my domain name and sort out hosting for a website. So whether you choose to go down the Wix route, the Squarespace route, the Shopify route, the WordPress route, One of the things that has allowed us to have the success that we have is our website. And it is the number one way that people find out about our business. And I will talk a little bit about Instagram, but being easily findable on Google is what has allowed our business to grow as fast as it has And one of the things I really appreciate about myself and about the world of websites is that there is so much amazing content and teachers and trainers out there teaching about websites and the emergence of companies like Wix and Squarespace and Shopify to make building your own website this easy 
changes the game. And one of the things you need to tell yourself is that it is 100% totally figureoutable. You can absolutely learn how to build your own website. It doesn't necessarily take a huge amount of money. It can take quite a bit of time, but the best thing is you have no idea what you're capable of until you try. And the whole idea of being intimidated by building a website is garbage. You can go onto YouTube. There are so many tutorials in terms of building a Squarespace website, step one through 10. The templates that exist out there, you can look like such a schmick business from the day that you hit publish on your website. And one of the things I love, 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 love about our website is that we have gone in and evolved it and changed it almost every year. Like I get really itchy feet in that break between like Christmas and New Year's and I'll be like, man, go in and update the website. And now we almost do it on an even more frequent basis. And we're on the beginning phases of doing a fairly big update to the website once again, which will probably be, you know, a bit of an iterative process in terms of trying to really identify the space that Little Bird Bloom wants to play in and the brand that we have and how we can help our clients and what we're doing with weddings and all the things, which is so much fun because then it's gonna tie into visual identity and color palettes and typefaces and what kind of photography do we wanna have and how do we make that happen and how much money is that gonna cost and no, it doesn't all need to happen overnight. And so much of just experimenting with this website thing is that it really makes you focus in on what your business is all about. And a thing that used to drive us crazy back in the world of working in advertising days was you'd have clients come to you and be like, oh, well, we, we want to start on this new project, but the clients hadn't necessarily done all the work to think all this stuff through. And I actually see a huge benefit in not quite having it all sorted out if you start on your website now. Because your website is going to make you, it's going to force you to get your shit sorted. It's going to force you to think about what is it that you actually offer. What is your story? What is your point of view? Why should somebody hire you? What business are you even in? The whole idea of trying to narrow down where do you want your website to respond when somebody types something into Google. So search engine optimization. If people are going to type three to five to six words into Google, where is your website going to be the solution to their question or their problem? That is the crux of your business. And for something so simple and tactical as a website, it really forces you to clarify what your business is all about. So the website, the website, the website is the first thing that I would put in as a bit of a project plan. And how I would go about that is I would actually spend hours and probably days probably days researching other people's websites, other florists' websites, photographers' websites, bloggers' websites, product websites, anything, right? Even if you're shopping online, like looking at other people's websites, how they've set them up, what you like about them, because you can really look at things like, is it the color palette that you like? Is it the actual 
site, like website structure that you like? Is it the language that you like? Is it the way that the logo is placed in the header? All of the things. There's so many little details in terms of how to set your website up. But doing research and really bringing together inspiration from other people's websites is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So the costs associated with getting your website off the ground, one of them will be registering your domain name, and you can register that for one year, two years, five years, I'm sure there's 10, 15, 20 years. The second thing is a thing called hosting. So you either pay for hosting separately if you're going to go in the fully customizable approach like WordPress, or you pay for hosting through Wix and Squarespace. You may also need to pay a fee for a template, depending on the approach that you take. But don't shy away from just experimenting and just trying things, right? Like, you can have a website that's been sitting behind the scenes for months. I would, though. I absolutely would encourage you to push live a little bit before you think you're ready, because it's going to give you the kick in the pants that you need. And sometimes we all need a good kick in the pants. And there's this whole concept that I absolutely embrace around get it out there and fix it as you go. So it doesn't need to be perfect because the beauty of just starting out is that only a handful of people are going to find you. And who cares? Who cares if it's not perfect? I don't. And I think that drives some people freaking bananas. The fact that I'm happy to put something out there that's 80% good enough. And I am so proud to say that because I am an absolute recovering perfectionist. But I have totally realized the value. Putting something out there, and half the time it's one of you guys turning around saying, oh, hey, this wasn't quite clear when you did this. Ah, super. Thanks for the feedback. Really excited. That's actually incredibly helpful for me. Because I know so much of the value is just getting it out there. So... If you need me to kick you in the pants and tell you to get your website live, then this is your kick in the pants and just get your website live. <laughs> so of our $10,000, I am earmarking, uh, say, $450, $450 to $500 just for kind of technology website situation stuff. That does not include any sort of visual identity photography pieces. I'm going to put a separate budget to that a little bit later. But just to simply covering your domain name registration and your hosting. And that's the first thing. And then there's this whole question of do I go to flower school? Do I not go to flower school? Do I sign up for workshops? Whose workshops do I sign up for? And the first thing I want to say to you is that there is no right answer. So I went to full-on certification, finished all my training, formal, got the paperwork for floristry training in Australia. And for me, at the time, that was 100% the right decision because we had bought the flower shop just before I'd finished my certification. However, one of the things that I have become incredibly aware of is this idea that that type of formal certification and training that is managed on a national level in this country needs to cater towards the lowest common denominator. So we have a couple girls that work with us in the shop who went and did their training. One of them is so incredibly capable, and I think when she started going to school, it was fun for the first like third of it. 
And then she got to the point of just wanting to poke her eyes out. So definite overachiever and she kept going, which is great. But I question the value of it. And the reason I question the value of it is because I also think that there are many other people like me who new and inexperienced florists could learn a lot from and could possibly learn a lot more from than they might learn if you go to formal certification. And this is not a dismissal or a diss of formal certification. It is just not necessarily for everyone. I think it is a phenomenal thing to do if you are going to be heavily involved and or own a retail flower shop. But the pace at which they move can be quite tedious. It does depend a huge amount, like everything else, on your teacher. And I do also believe you get out of it what you put into it. So when we knew we were buying the flower shop, it changed my perspective a little bit in terms of actually going to school because the women who taught these classes were all very experienced florists so then I could go in with my 26 questions and talk to them about all these other things that had nothing to do with floral certification (laughs) so I made the most of that opportunity and I learned things that I needed to know about to successfully successfully run this flower business and it's an incredibly traditional market and we do a lot of funeral work, a lot of anzacaries, a lot of sheaths, a lot of, you know, all the things that everybody else doesn't really want to pay attention to in flower school were all the things I needed to know. So I am a population of one. I absolutely think it was worth it for me in the situation that we were in five years ago. I would, however, question the value of it in other people's businesses. And I think there is huge value in going to formal flower school and certification and training if that is the best option for education in your area and if the teachers are of a high caliber and you can ask them tons of questions. I question it though if you have access to other experienced florists who are putting on master classes, weekend workshops, creative retreats, all of the big fancy high ticket price floristry workshops. Most often you get a lot more out of those sessions than you do from formal certification because there's a level of practicality, of personalization, of community and of personal growth and experimentation that happens at those workshops. Because you're showing up to another florist workshop who respects people's individuality, who respects the fact that you're there to make money in your business, they respect the fact that you are a human, that you don't necessarily know what's going on, and that there is this collective of people who have gathered around to learn from us, And we are happy to share everything that is happening out there. So these workshops that may have ticket prices of somewhere between like $2,500 and $7,500 could very well be a better investment than formal certification. And one of the things that I am so incredibly grateful for is the fact that I have invested in some of those high ticket price workshops every year for the past five years. And every year... 
I find one that is better, that's more in alignment with me, that I get more out of, and that I connect with the people even more so than the year before. So in my $10,000 budget breakdown of starting this business all over again, I would allocate $5,000 to go to that masterclass, to go to that dream workshop, to connect with and learn from somebody that you truly admire. And one of the major benefits of going to somebody's workshop like that is that you're then also going to connect with half a dozen other people who have a very similar mindset and belief system to you. And it is those people who you are going to find so much support and love and community with. It doesn't even matter where everybody lives on this side of this beautiful planet because you will stay in touch with them. Because you know you experienced something remarkable together. And you all invested a lot of money and you all tried to stay present and you all put your emotional shit on the table and you all are there to support each other. That is something that does not necessarily happen in the formal certification classroom environment. Completely on the flip side, I did meet two of my closest friends in flower school. So, like everything else, there is no right answer. But don't be afraid to, I guess, buck the trend, break with tradition, break the norm, and if you don't feel that formal certification is for you, it's very possible that you don't necessarily need to take it. And I know, I can sense, I'm going to get some backlash for saying that, but I'm not convinced that the industry is necessarily doing itself many favors by not keeping up with the trends and being forward thinking. I also think there is a massive hole, a massive hole in the education at formal training around the business side of flowering. And I've been talking to a few people around this systemic issue in the industry of people that own flower businesses not charging enough and therefore not being able to hire staff, that the students who graduate from formal certification can't get a job and therefore go out and try and start their own business and are not charging enough and therefore cannot hire staff. Talk about fundamental issues. (laughs) So when I get the energy, one day I will tackle that. I will tackle that little challenge. But it's something I've just been thinking a lot recently about. And I don't know, I'm not convinced that going to formal certification and going to flower school is right for everyone. Because, and I'm thinking in Australia and in the United States, and I know in Canada and in the UK, There are so many incredible schools and trainers and florists putting on workshops and masterclasses and retreats that you could get so much value from. And I put off for quite a while at the beginning of this journey around investing in those high ticket workshops because I did not necessarily think I was ready or I was worthy enough. And I want to tell you that that is not true. I want you to go and invest in those workshops before you are ready. And I want you to put your money where your mouth is. And I want you to show up. Because I think some of the people who get the best value in those workshops are people who are new to the industry. Who are trying to really hone their craft and understand what it's all about. Because they're going in giant sponges. 
You know, they don't have emotional baggage around trying to manage client relationships and trying to appease all these customers and do all these things. They're going in wide-eyed and saying, I want to learn all the things. And one of my favorite stories is there was a girl up in Sydney who did a workshop with us and she then went on and did a few days of additional work experience with one of the trainers and that was phenomenal. You know, that's what really got her business off the ground because she busted her butt and went and worked with him for another three or four days and just got to actually see him in action for, you know, firsthand. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So don't be afraid to carve your own path and invest in those workshops and get into the high ticket priced ones because you're going to get way more value out of it. And two little tidbits. Sign up for workshops where the florist is bringing a professional photographer along who can specifically photograph your work, photograph you in action, photograph you working, photographing beautiful pictures of flowers. And in an ideal scenario, although this is an easier one to overcome, is getting headshots done. Those two things are some of the best things that will come out of the images in terms of workshops. And I didn't learn that until probably two years ago when we went to a workshop in North Carolina and they had a professional photographer with them. And I was like, oh, this is so good because my work is being created by me and it's being photographed by somebody who knows how to take pictures of flowers. It was amazing. So... If you're looking at and wondering which workshops to attend, go to the ones who you truly admire, like those florists who at this point in time, you really appreciate and love what they do and like them as human beings and want to spend time with them. Those people who are really open and honest and are happy to talk about anything. People who understand that they need to share the insides and outs of business and people who are going to have photographers on site because then you get to walk away having learned heaps but you also get to build your own portfolio so that's that little nugget the other thing I have allocated in here so I've put five thousand dollars in here for masterclass or a dream workshop that in for us in Australia most of the time that includes having to travel overseas which is amazing because it's also a business expense so that's just beautiful so $500 for your masterclass or your dream workshop, $450 for your website. I have then also allocated $2,000, $2,000 for you to invest in wholesale product. Set yourself up a weekly flower practice. Go to YouTube, follow somebody on Instagram who's showing you how to do things and play around with junk. You don't even necessarily need to go to the flower market every single week. You could take the dog for a walk and go pick a few things off the side of the road and test out a few mechanics in terms of making a flower crown, a buttonhole, a wrist corsage, cake flowers, doesn't really matter. Just make it a weekly practice and really start to identify and understand what you like and look at other people's work on Instagram and, and really dissect it and understand, oh, okay, that's, that's how they put that color palette together. That's that particular combination of flowers. 
now I want to try and test out this mechanic, or I want to try and test out groupings, or I want to see what these things look like together. Practice, practice, practice. And I think in an ideal world, you would do that at least once a week, if not more often. But that's why I have set aside $2,000 so that you can be spending a little bit of money every single week and making sure that you are practicing. Because I had no idea. I had no idea at the beginning of this whole journey that you are 100% allowed to tell your bride this is how many roses you include in a bridal bouquet. I went into this thinking, oh, I just need to make them happy. Like, people-pleasing to the extreme. Had no idea that you could actually flip the argument totally on its head. You are allowed to, and this is why I've set $2,000 aside, if you go to the market and buy yourself two bundles of roses, put them together, build it to a size that you like, and then count the stems, and then build your pricing off of that and tell your clients that's how much your shit costs. You're not necessarily working or adhering to their budget. They're not going to tell you how much to spend on a bridal bouquet. You are going to tell them because it's based on your design. And I talk a lot about that with my students because it's a totally different mindset. This whole idea of you are the director of your designs and you tell your clients the way it's going to be. And you do that in the most open-hearted and loving and beautiful way. But it is not about standing there and reacting to what they want. It's about you being the expert and showing them and telling them this is the way this whole thing works. Flowers don't come from a machine, they come from a designer, and a designer is a creative being, and they are an expert who is pulling together the best flowers the season has to offer in a color palette that the client is looking for, and in a design that reflects you. So, $2,000 to spend over the course of a year on wholesale product. Then, I have also allocated an additional $1,500 for a thing I refer to as short courses. So this might be online courses for anything in terms of learning the basics of photography, learning about website design, learning about graphic design, learning about marketing, learning about business, learning about pricing, learning about managing client expectations, anything. But stepping outside of the flower business and broadening your skill set so that you actually understand some fundamentals about business, about photography, about building a website, and expanding your skill set. So $1,500 to spend over the course of a year. And it might even be you want to take a couple local workshops. It could be that your local florist is putting on a flower crown workshop. Super. She might be putting on a table arrangement workshop. Even better. You can spend a few hundred bucks go in and connect with them and play with flowers and learn how they make something, beautiful. It's a good investment of your time and your money. And then you might stumble across somebody's online course. They might be teaching you about basics of photography. Ooh, and hot tip. If you stumble across somebody who's teaching an online course about photography for food, 
photographing food and photographing flowers are very similar. There are some definite differences, but if you can learn the fundamentals of photographing food, that is going to go so far in terms of you being able to take photos of your own work. And that is something that takes a lot of practice, but definitely worth investing in. So what do we got so far? We got our website. So $300 for hosting, $150 for your domain name registration. The big ticket price item is 5,000 buccaronis for a masterclass or a dream workshop, multi-day session, learning from the people you truly admire and connecting with like-minded ladies. Then $2,000 for you to spend over the course of 50, 52 weeks on wholesale products so that you can practice and you're practicing every week. And then $1,500 for other education, for short courses, for learning about photography, learning about business, learning about marketing, learning about websites, SEO, pricing, all of the things, which leaves us with about a thousand bucks for marketing. And I would consider marketing everything from potentially investing in advertising like Google AdWords investing in a styled shoot that you get to control every little detail about, investing in being part of a local networking group, and or investing in a better iPhone or camera. All of those things are incredibly good investments for your business and will help you be able to do marketing better. And one of the things that I would definitely invest in early on is taking the time and energy to build your Instagram profile. And one of the things that I think is quite astounding to people is that you can build a very profitable business with less than 2,000 Instagram followers. So absolutely, there are those florists out there that have 10,000, 15, 40, 50, 60, 70, 100, 150,000 followers on Instagram. But the number of followers on Instagram does not automatically equate to a highly profitable business. The way that we look at Instagram, one, is to obviously connect with you guys and build community. But two, for our potential clients, is to showcase our work and demonstrate our street cred. So one of the things about Instagram is the beautiful idea of being able to show your business in action today. So it's kind of like being able to open the doors a little bit to say, hey, we're a real business, we exist, we're real people, we have a real flower studio, we're really at the flower market, we're really paying our bills, we're really meeting with our staff, we're meeting with our clients, we're doing site visits. All those little things, all those mundane, Boring things that we kind of take for granted as business owners, we can show on Instagram to show that you are for real business. Because the way that the client is going to make a decision in many cases is that they're going to find your website and then they are going to hop over to Instagram. Or it could possibly be the other way around. They may find you on Instagram and then they're going to pop over to your website. And it is a way of them checking out your credentials to making sure that you are for real and that you are legitimate. So having both is important and how you use both is quite different. 
But the benefit around Instagram is that it's purely about trial and error. And that is the dog barking. So that must be a good sign. Must be time to wrap it up soon. Okay, so we're gonna recap. 10,000 bucks to get your business off the ground. The first cost that I've assigned, $450 for your website. The second cost, and this is the big ticket price, is $5,000 for your masterclass or your dream workshop. And I will also say, if you have any interest in growing flowers, go learn from the best. Invest in the Floret online course, pay the big ticket price, and learn everything that she is going to teach you. There is absolute benefit to trial and error and you figuring it out yourself. But one of the things you're doing when you pay for the big ticket item is that you are taking that person's experience. So in some cases, it could be five years, 10 years, 15 years, or 20 years of experience. And they are going to share it all with you in the course of a few days. So you kind of get this whole series of education and experience and practicalities that they have trialed and errored themselves over 5, 10, 15, 20 years, they're going to package it up for you and give you the best of in a short period of time. So what you're doing is you're basically paying for the ability to leapfrog, for the ability to time travel, for the ability to skip over all of the mistakes that they made, learn from them, and hit the ground running and build your business faster. That is what you're paying that high ticket price for. So $5,000 for your dream masterclass for that workshop. $2,000 for you to invest in wholesale product to be able to play and practice every single week. Some weeks that could be a pretty big investment and you could do a fairly large installation. Other weeks, you may not actually spend a penny and you may just pick a few things out of your garden, a few things out of your neighbor's front yard, a few things out of the council parking lot and put it together because you need to practice. Floristry is a highly technical trade and there are things you need to learn and you need to figure out a way to do it for yourself. And then $1,500 for other education. So learning about photography, learning about building websites, search engine optimization, how to take photos, how to learn about business, marketing, anything. Assign yourself an additional budget for further education. And then that leaves you a thousand bucks for marketing. And that could be Google AdWords, investing in a style shoot, participating in local networking events, and or buying a better iPhone or a camera. But I think if I could do it all over again, I would invest $10,000 and invest it a little bit differently to what we did at the beginning. And the other thing that I would do, because it's free, is I would sit down and I would use our template, our planning tools, to build a better business plan. Because one thing I went into very naively in the beginning was thinking, oh yeah, well, we'll launch this website and we'll say that we do daily flower deliveries, but I had not put a single ounce of thought into how many flower deliveries do you need to do in the course of a week to actually make any money to live off of. 
because it's all right and good to say I want to do flower deliveries. But how many deliveries do you actually need to get through the door and get paid for in order to actually make a few hundred bucks at the end of the week? How many weddings do you need to book in the course of a year to be able to do this full time? So sitting down and actually creating a business plan and doing that math early on is really going to help shape your business. And I will also say, I don't want you, when you start to put those numbers together, you might think, oh God, that's a lot of deliveries that I have to get in the door in a week. It doesn't all have to happen overnight. You know, keep your day job until you have those deliveries coming in strong and steady. Nothing needs to happen right now. You are in this for the long haul. You are in this to earn a living over more than four days. <laughs> You're in this to earn yourself an income. And to do that, it's going to take time to grow your business. So learn from me, build up your patience, invest in all of the good things, and write yourself a business plan. And I will wrap it up there. And of course, if you guys have any questions, please do send me a message on the Instagrams, take a screen grab of this episode and post it and tag me in your Instagram stories because I love, 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 love seeing where you guys are at in the world because this is so much fun from my little town in Australia. And to all of my North American friends, happy Canada Day, happy July 4, eat some donuts, have a beer and a hot dog. Be so tasty. And I love you guys, and I shall talk to you again soon. Bye for now.